This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. I blame my mother for everything. I was perpetually angry at her. I often asked myself if I'd given myself permission to disrespect my own mother because culturally, I seem to have permission to. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. Have you heard the old psychotherapist joke? Two colleagues meet on the street one day and they stop to catch up. How are you? says one to the other. Me, he replies. Same old, you know. If it's not one thing, it's the mother. But um, bum I hate that joke. Why? Because its sentiments are ubiquitous. It's always the mother's fault. And if you happen to be a Jewish mother, then the sentiments are not just echoed, they're magnified. The Jewish mother is responsible for the spoiled Jewish prince and princess, for guilt and for shame, for manipulation and for overfunctioning, for causing eating disorders in weak men. I could go on, but frankly, it sickens me. The stereotypical Jewish mother is an anti-Semitic trope that's mixed with misogyny. It attempts to diminish the clear power and influence of the Jewish mother by making her a cliché with fangs. And now that this concept is entrenched and cliched as humor, many of us have internalized it. So on top of running the world, we now are to blame for it. I know this because I blame my mother for everything. I was perpetually angry at her. I approached all of our interactions with expectations of conflict, or I unconsciously created them. It wasn't until my own kids, who I love more than my own next breath, started to blame me for everything that I understood how much my mother actually loved me, even if sometimes she didn't like me so much. And frankly, in retrospect, I cannot blame her. Sometimes, if she didn't like me, that wasn't so very likable. Did you know that from a Jewish standpoint, being a mother is not simply a biological function or one rendered by adoption either. We Jews believe that every time you awaken the soul of another person, you are as if a parent to it. Our rabbis teach us this principle through the story of our original matriarch, Sarah. When Abraham and Sarah left to journey to the land that God would lead them to, it says the following about Sarah, who at that time was called Sarai. And Sarai was barren. She did not have a child. Then, when speaking of their followers, Rashi, the great Torah commentator, says that they brought with them, quote, the souls that they made in Haran. They brought them under the wings of the Shekhinah, the divine presence. Abraham converted the men, and Sarah converted the women. This language implies, say some of our commentators, that these souls that they made were their children. If the quintessential mother of the Jewish people had no children and was chosen as our matriarch, 
then one can assume that there is much more to the Jewish definition of mothering than the way we typically understand it. We also know that Sarah had more prophecy than her husband Abraham did. God even tells Abraham this. He says, everything Sarah says to you, listen to her voice. Judaism has a deep respect and honor for the role of a woman in family life. So why did mother bashing become a staple of modernity? Back in 1987, Paula Kaplan wrote an article for the Washington Post, and she said the following. Blaming mothers for their children's psychological problems has a long and unfortunately respected history, particularly among mental health professionals. Sigmund Freud's work included some such trends and the more recent coining of key terms such as overprotective mother, maternal deprivation, and schizophrenogenic mother swelled the mother-blaming tide. So, too, did theorists' obsessional overemphasis on the importance of mother-child bonding in the first few days, even the first few minutes after birth, with professionals leading the way it's not surprising that mother-blaming was legitimized in the layperson's mind as well. In her beautiful article, Five Ways Judaism Honors Mothers, Dr. Evelt Alt-Miller writes that in Jewish thought, motherhood isn't only raising a child, it's being partners with the divine. The Talmud teaches that there are three partners in creating a person, the Holy One, blessed be he, his father and his mother. The Talmud specifies that this includes adoptive parents, too, not just biological parents. I often ask myself if I'd given myself permission to disrespect my own mother because culturally I seem to have permission to. And while I also understand that some people do have mothers who are legitimately abusive and unwell, unfit to be parents, that's not usually the norm. No mother holds her baby in her arms, cooing softly. I can't wait to mess you up. I can't wait to mess you up. You know what? We do the best with what we have. And if we're particularly self-reflective and self-aware, we're also able to course correct and apologize when necessary. This year, my beloved mother of 89 went through treatment for breast cancer. While it was not simple or painless or without side effects, she did this with positivity, humor, and grace. She carried herself with dignity and bravery, and she once again role-modeled what it can look like to put a smile on your face and soldier on, to be great in the face of whatever is happening to us. You know, on Friday nights, we read this beautiful poem called Eshet Chayel, A Woman of Valor. There's an argument as to whether it was written for Sarah from Abraham and said at her funeral, or whether King Solomon wrote it about his mother. It extols the best qualities and celebrates the unique and exquisitely valuable role of a woman and a mother. It's time we all read it and internalized our own value and that of our fellow woman of valor. This week, can you make a point of writing your own personal poem to a woman or the woman you value and respect? 
Can you celebrate the sacred feminine in your life? Because none of this is a joke. And this is no laughing matter. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.